All right, I know I'm a few days late on this and everyone else has already put their opinions out there, but I figured I'd throw my hat into the ring, put my two cents in the pot. Um, I will tell you up front, I'm a little biased because Rogue One is one of my absolute favorite Star Wars properties. It's, it's, the, it's at the very top within, I'd say, the top three of Star Wars films for me. I absolutely loved it. I thought it, it did something different. It felt different, but still felt so much like Star Wars. The Star Wars I kind of always wanted, but didn't know that I wanted. Um, it, it blew me away, and I think it gave us also you know, some great new characters did not rely on established characters and, and really showed us maybe the greatest Darth Vader scene in all of Star Wars. So that being said, going into Andor, I wasn't sure what to think of a 12 episode Star Wars series about Cassian Andor. Um, for a couple of reasons. Because, for one, we know how his story ends. We've seen it. We know exactly how it plays out, eventually. Um, you know, so this is a prequel to a prequel, right? Um, you know, how much can you do with that? Well, although we know the end, and so that's kind of a ruin first, the stakes are, are, are a little lowered because we know nothing is going to happen to him. Nothing major. He's not going to die in the series. Um, He's not going to lose an arm or anything like that. So, like, we we pretty much know he's going to come out um, maybe damaged but unscathed in, in a physical sense. So, there's no worry about anything like that. He's not in jeopardy. However, we could be introduced to a lot of characters that he could lose. And I'm uh, guessing that he probably will lose a lot of people throughout this that are close to him. Because he basically has no one except for uh, K2SO in the... Rogue One film. Like, it's just he and a droid, and he meets this new group of people that he really knows nothing about, and no one really knows much about him. Um, but we see, like, you know, a hint at his callousness uh, in the very beginning of the film when he has to kill the person he's working with, um, and also towards the end of the film when he, he pleads with Jin to, you know, let him do this he needs to do one really great, important thing to make up for all the wrong he's done in the name of the rebellion. So that sets up an awesome story for this series. And so that part of it intrigued me. Um, as I said, though, the, the, the lower stakes, at least on his life, kind of made me wonder, like, what are they doing here? Um, it's kind of like Kenobi, right? We, like, we know how that eventually plays out. We know a lot about, you know, how, you know, what, 10 years later or whatever, we know he's going to die at the hands of Darth Vader. So it's, it's interesting when they do this type of thing. Um, but as we saw in Kenobi, uh, there's still good stories to tell. And I think this one has the most potential at all. Um, Getting into the series itself, it feels very much 
like Rogue One. Like, they nailed it. They nailed putting us right back into that world. And starting us off basically only knowing Cassie and Andor. We don't know anybody else that, that we've interacted with yet. And I think that's great. I, I think that's so great. As much as I love the nostalgia, as much as I love, um, you know, running into established characters that we know from from either the films or series or animated series now in live action showing up. Uh, that's all great, but it's been done in, in, in every single live action series so far. And it's just a breath of fresh air to not rely on that. And I know that the, the, there's kind of... Um, the, the trailer kind of points to like we're going to see some characters that have been established already before um but you know we're not going to see the luke skywalkers or uh, ahsoka tano's showing up and uh no boba fett's and I, and I love that i love that that's one thing i loved about rogue one is it did not rely on anything else until the very end when when you saw darth vader um but the actual story that they told did not at all rely on nostalgia except for the nostalgia of Star Wars itself, right? And it felt just different enough and just similar enough to really, like, hit the hit the nostalgic feels of, of Star Wars storytelling, um, but tell us a brand new story that we hadn't seen yet with brand new characters and, and, and made it feel different. It felt grittier. It felt, uh, you know, more uh, dirty, more grimy, and, and that's exactly how this series feels so far. I, I love that we're introduced to Cassie and Andor, what, like five years before Rogue One. So a lot can happen in five years. Uh, as of right now in the series, he's he's not even part of the rebellion yet. You know, and, and that's really cool to see. He's, he's searching for his sister. Um, and, and that's where we're at right now. And, and eventually it seems as though, you know, he's going to run into this like, do I just continue spending my time looking out for myself and my own wants and, and finding my sister and, and, and these things? Or do I devote myself to a higher cause? We know that he eventually does, but how does that play out? Is he going to find a sister? Um, is he going to lose his sister? Is it, we, we don't know exactly how that plays out. It was not established for us. So I can't wait to watch this unfold. Um, it, it's exceeded my expectations already. Like I said... I didn't know what to expect from, from something like this. Um, I was definitely hoping that it would feel like Rogue One. And it absolutely does. I'm surprised with how dark they've went already. There's been several people killed, uh, shot point blank. Um, just people taken out in kind of gruesome ways. And I was not expecting that, at least not right off the bat. Um, it, it's just a little darker than... than your average Star Wars, whether it be series, films, animated series, what have you, it's, for me, it's better. For me, it is better. Like, I'll take this. Look, Mandalorian, I absolutely love. I thought season two was was basically a perfect season of television. And I said as much in my review of the, of the second uh, season of that. Um... But, you know, this has potential to be even better, at least for me, at least for me. And I know people love Mandalorian and hold it up there at the top, and, and, and I do too. In terms of series, it's definitely the best series we've seen yet. 
Um, but this one has potential, at least for me, to be even better than that. If it stays uh, on the path that it's on right now and continues to give me what it gave me in the first three episodes, uh, I think it'll take that top spot for me. I think it'll exceed Mandalorian. Uh, and, that, and that's complete wishful thinking. We have, what, nine more episodes to go. A lot can happen, you know. A lot of folly, a lot of uh, issues can happen. Um, another thing I loved about these first three episodes, and I don't know if it'll continue throughout the entire series, or if they're done with that now, um, or you know how they're going to do that. Um, I've heard that there's going to be some time jumps in the series, which would be interesting. Um, you know, jumping from like a, we, we established now, he's going off with this guy he just met, and uh, a assuming he's probably going to that is going to lead him to becoming part of the rebellion etc uh, putting him on a, a new path that he wasn't expecting to be on and then you know from what I hear it's going to be jumping ahead like uh, you know I don't know what it jumps ahead a year or two uh, to another little to- story like they're going to do different little story arcs they're going to tell us little different pieces of his life um, in this five year span so that could be interesting. That could be interesting if they go and, like, tell us two or three different distinct stories of things that he's went through. I really enjoyed the flashbacks. Um, something I did not enjoy very much in Boba Fett. Um, it got old really quick for me. It got boring. Uh, and I didn't feel it affected the story uh, in the way that I was expecting it to or wanted it to. Um, but man, this is such good filmmaking or series making, what have you. Uh, it, I loved that they didn't feel the need at all to translate the Canary people's language for us. We have no idea what they were saying to each other, but we know exactly what's happening. That that is, I mean, that is storytelling. I mean, that that's that's like a comic book. Like a comic book, the art in a comic book should be so good. It's like a storyboard, right? You don't actually need the dialogue to know what's happening if it's done well. And that's exactly what these flashbacks did really, really well. They were talking to each other constantly, but you did not know what they were saying specifically. But you knew, you knew what was going on. You got the story. Over the over three episodes of it, you knew what was happening in every scene without being told through the character's dialogue. It, brilliant. Amazing. I was so impressed with that. And um, I, I also love how it perfectly lined up in that third episode at the very end to where in both stories, he's leaving a planet and you know, entering a new phase, um, and and possibly a new path in life. It's like a new beginning in both senses. And as, as a child leaving his home planet, and then as an adult leaving his adopted planet and going on a new adventure that's going to take him, you know, somewhere brand new. He has no idea what to expect from it. Um, yeah. So safe to say so far, the series has exceeded my expectations. I'm absolutely loving it, and I cannot wait for the rest of it. Um, I will likely wait until the end of the series to do another review and just and talk about the entire thing as a whole. Um, 
but I did want to, to get my commentary out there on these first three episodes, which I absolutely love. Give me more. All right, if you enjoyed this review, uh, if you enjoy stuff like this where I talk about entertainment, pop culture, things, um, TV series, movies, things like that, then please subscribe to the channel if you're not already, um, or favorite or follow the Daily BS podcast, uh, because this is what I do, and this is what I love to do. Um, And yeah, if you do decide to subscribe, favorite, follow, if you decide to stick around, then I will likely talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks.